Welcome to the Faithful Music Master podcast, Musings of a Forever Musician Learner. This is Opening Up the Bible, Episode 3, the third Sunday after Pentecost. Thank you for joining me today. I have with me right here my um, Yuja Cha, which is the tea of the day, I guess, or the tea of the week. And what it is, basically, if you're not familiar, it's a Korean yuzu tea, which is a type of citrus fruit. So basically, it's at least the way that it's kind of served or the way that you can buy it is like this really concentrated jelly, basically. And then you melt that in some hot water or you can also do it cold. The the can, I mean, the jar actually says either hot or cold. Um, basically, you just melt you either dis- you dissolve it into the cup and then afterwards you can drink it. And it's it's pretty good. It's a little bit sweet and it's a little bit citrusy. So it's very nice to drink. Alright, so I'll go ahead and get started uh, with reading the Gospel. So this is Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 34. Jesus said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground, and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself First the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. He also said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables he spoke the word to them, as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. In the Gospel of Mark, these two agricultural parables come after the parable of the light and the bushel basket. As a set, these three parables describe things that start out small but grow bigger, well, in a certain context at least. The light is to be put on a lampstand to reveal everything. The seeds grow to become fruit-bearing grain. The mustard grows to become a shrub. And in the same timeline, these parables come after the famous parable of the sower, again about seeds growing into larger things, with, of course, the actual um, commentary on what kind of ground they grow in. The two parables for this week are really about building up community. Jesus says that the kingdom of God is like grain and mustard, Rather than saying any random seeds, he chose these two specifically. The first, the grain, is important because it sustains the communities of people who rely on the land for their sustenance. Bread is such an important part of Jesus' ministry, especially when you think about how breaking bread literally means to have a meal. 
And so Jesus points out that the kingdom of God is in fact like the very things that sustain us. They grow little by little with much expectation and then they bear fruit, a way to support us. The kingdom is about supporting one another and sustaining one another. Perhaps it seems like a stretch with the parable of the grain because each stalk does not produce that much fruit, probably about six or seven um, seeds per um, head. And it can be said that the man who planted the grains was just doing it for himself, or perhaps for a granary, therefore not even being able to eat of what he grew, instead just getting meager wages for his efforts. But the parable of the mustard seed is much more about sustenance. Now I have to admit, as a gardener, this parable doesn't make much sense, especially if the mustard Jesus was talking about was black mustard, which is what people describe uh, would have been growing commonly in that area. In this case, mustard is just a slightly taller growing plant in the lettuce family. Regardless, I think that whatever the plant that Jesus was referring to was is kind of irrelevant, for the message is more important. A small seed is planted, and then it becomes a large shrub with branches that offer shelter for birds. For me, What's most important is that Jesus specifically says that the plant offers shelter for the birds. He could have just left it at the fact that the plant grows with showy leaves and branches, much like the houseplants that are toxic to eat, but grow quite showy leaves for those Instagram posts. Yes, the kingdom of God is something that grows, but also provides shelter for those who need it. It sustains communities. It nourishes anybody who comes near it. Growing nourishing plants is quite fascinating to me. The seeds are first sheltered under the ground, and they wait for the water to signal the germination. Then they eat the nutrients that their parent plants left for them in the form of fats that are in the seed, which is often why nuts and seeds are higher in fat content than other fruits or vegetables, before they start pushing out roots to find the nutrients in the soil and begin their contact with the fungi that allow their growth under the soil, eagerly ready to welcome someone new to the network of living earth. The soil itself often depends on the waste of other plants and animals piling up over time, but the new plants that grow in the nutrient-rich soil performs a miraculous transformation of all that dirt and muck into resplendent greens, and oftentimes delicious fruits and vegetables. Yes, the plants take resources from the soil in order to grow, but they produce so much in return, and even in their death, they contribute to the soil they grew in so that future generations of plants of many kinds can grow and flourish. This is how we are called to live in community. We can and should definitely use the resources that are around us. And whenever we are blessed with more, we should give so that others can also have more opportunities. This Pride Month, I remember the courage of the rioters at Stonewall, first tipped off by Marsha P. Johnson, a black trans sex worker. Because of her courage, her use of her gifts of boldness and bravery, she started the movement that would bring queer rights to the fore, demanding justice and equity by starting a riot against the police force. Her actions, a singular act 
of defiance by throwing a brick grew into a movement that has been growing for over 50 years. This has led to some victories, some setbacks, and some sidesteps. But the movement began and it grew. Unfortunately, people have taken this narrative and have whitewashed it in many damning ways. In a film about the riots, they erased all the people of color from the event, instead making a young white man throw the first stone. Another issue is that in many pride parades, we still have a praise for things such as security and overbearing police forces, while again the riots began as a protest against police forces. In the midst of ideological conflict among religious leaders over gay rights, trans rights, and anti-racism, a gay white male bishop stood up before the community and said, we won because the Episcopal Church allows for same-sex marriage. While people are celebrating victories about laws concerning sexual orientations, anti-trans legislation continues to be passed, and even misogynistic laws anti-abortion and other ways of controlling women continue to be heralded and passed. The cis male patriarchy continues to press his terrible hands over all people, hoping to squish all of those who are under his control. There are so many issues, and rather than accepting the, that fertile soil that our ancestors have set up for us, we instead cement over it with politeness and gentleness and walks along the middle path or the via media as people like to say wondering why there are no more resources to sustain our communities and why the rains that would otherwise nourish us are instead flooding us out and killing us as they are instead of standing on the backs of those who have built the path for us we need to look back at them and we need to take a good look at our own organizations today Jesus said that the kingdom of God sustains life, nourishes people, builds up community. And so we have to ask ourselves constantly, is this really sustaining life? Is this really nourishing people? Is this really building up community? If the answer is no, then it might be time to cut off the good seed and plant something new. It might be time to prune off the dying branches and give them to the earth so that the soil can be refreshed for a new seed in the kingdom of God. These moments of reckoning will be challenging, but if we don't take care of the life that we have all around us, we won't have the kingdom of God. So just to kind of recap, for this week's gospel, let's remember how Jesus chose to speak about the kingdom of God. It is like the seeds, like the grain and like the mustard, that grow into plants that provide for their environments. Some will become food for people to eat, like the grain, and some will become shelter for the weary, such as the birds that make their nests in the mustard. Some will go back to the earth to welcome even more new growth. The kingdom of God is community. So for this week's song, I wanted to sing something that's about community. Unidos, or Together, by Benjamin Bianueva can be found in Wonder, Love, and Praise as number 797. It is a simple song with simple words that can really bring the theme of community home. 
in addition to that, the melody um, is versatile enough, and I think that the style can actually be changed into many different ways. I think that if you take it really slow, it can almost sound like one of those 60, um, 60s um, ballads, almost. So these are the words. Unidos en tu nombre unidos, pues en este mundo paz y amor tendremos. Unidos siempre unidos, tomándonos las manos, iremos por el mundo cantando al amor. La gloria de Jesús al fin resplandecerá, y el mundo llenará de amor y de paz. And then the translation, Together in your name we gather. Then we'll have in this world peace and love around us. Together we're united, we hold hands as we struggle. We walk to the world singing God's song of love. The glory of Jesus will ever shine in splendor. The whole world will be joyful with love and peace. The English translation is the one that's actually in Wonder, Love, and Praise. And it's not so much a literal translation. It's sort of interpretive, um, especially adding a bunch of more words to kind of fill in for the syllables that would have been lost in English uh, with a literal translation. But one more thing I wanted to do with um, the song is I wanted to just do a slight change in it so that it can be even more relevant or even more pertinent to this week's gospel. Um, basically, in one of the last lines, which says, La gloria de Jesús al fin resplandecerá. I wanted to change it to, La gloria de Jesús al fin florecerá. So again, in English, it would be, The glory of Jesus will ever shine in glory. I'm going to go ahead and change that to, The glory of Jesus will ever flourish and grow. Again, to kind of refer to the plants. Yeah. 
Thank you so much for joining and listening to me. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Also, feel free to reach out to me via Instagram or Twitter. I'll keep links in the show description. And um, please check that description for um, any other links and notes and kind of stuff that I've talked about. And I hope to see you next time. Thank you very much. Have a nice day.